Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand and sustainable. This is a podcast all about the resale, consignment, vintage corners of the world, this industry, and what it means for the planet. I am your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am joined by my bestie in the Westie, Sarah Lane. What up, Mer? How's it hanging? Bonjour. <laughs> we are doing the France today. We are finally doing the Paris. You know, it's funny. I have a uh, a French friend who I do a podcast with uh, once a week, and he's always like, why do they do the ha ha ha? Like, French I, people <laughs> don't do that. First of and all. I'm like, I don't know. Is it offensive? He's like, it's not offensive. It's just sort of like, why? where did that come from? No so, one in France knows. So to clarify, we're doing <laughs> Paris, France, uh, City Guide, of which I have done a lot of secondhand shopping in Paris, and I have alluded to, and it's time to explore because the fans want it. But yeah, I think the ha 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 comes from Pierre Escargot. Like, it, it might genuinely come from Keenan Thompson, prolific comic SNL oh, castmate. No. I think it happened before that. Really? Maybe I'm just being ultra annoying. I don't, I don't know. I My French friend was like, why and I'm like I don't know I mean this is not a true crime podcast about like ha 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 and like how we think that's what French people say but I will say that Pierre Escargot a great sketch character that Keenan Thompson did on all that was a French fancy guy in a raincoat in a bathtub in France and he would laugh and go ha 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 so I mean it's not not true it's something that has it has its own legs I suppose at this point yeah it has its own frog legs I'm about to make some really bad French jokes I'm so sorry to anyone that is listening that might be French but uh, I'm here to tell you about all the great vintage consignment resale things you can get in the fashion capital of planet earth Paris France I know I speak for both of us when I say I mean just just the best city fabulous everything about it is unmatched Sarah when was the first time you went to Paris I was backpacking uh it was like post-college type thing Mm -hmm. um and I went with one of my cousins so it was probably late 90s and 
you know, we went to the top of the Eiffel Tower and, you know, did kind of touristy stuff. And it was the height of summer, so it was hot as shit. We're, like, literally staying in hostels and, like, trying to figure out the metro system. And it was just, like, this is my favorite city. And I've been back, like, a hundred times since then. So I started going a lot about six, seven years ago. I'd been a couple of times before with my family. One memory was a banana Nutella crepe, because, like, how are you going to forget that on the street corner? And then the next time was a pair of boots, but I didn't. we didn't shop extensively. I didn't really get deep into, like, actually shopping in Paris until about six years ago, maybe six or seven years ago, when I took myself. And a lot of people are like, oh, like, I want to like go to Paris with, like, you know, someone. I, it's a very romantic city, but it's also a very romantic city for yourself. If I always encourage people to go to Paris by themselves. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful and great and it's bad it's hard to have bad food and it's funny because there are so many I have huge guides and recommendations from people but there is not usually a big shopping one and certainly not a big secondhand one so I'm here to deliver the goods. So I started seriously secondhand shopping in Paris when I took myself six or seven years ago, and I would say I've probably been six or seven times since. Um, And this guide, you know, it changes all the time, but I'll go based on the relationships I've built over the past however many years and what I know and some tips because it is an amazing place to buy secondhand stuff. As we've gone through varying brands, like it's the origin of so much fashion, the origin of so much high fashion um, that you can really get incredible, incredible things from really interesting, incredible people all over the city. There's a wide, wide range um, of vintage of now they're starting to be consignment, which I'll explain in a minute, of like incredible couture creations. It's really, I mean, it's a fashion mecca, but it's also, I think, a real secondhand mecca because it's the scene of the crime. It's where a lot of stuff came from and, and was made. And for a long time, And I've watched this evolve over the past, you know, six or seven years. The French thing to do was not the American more, 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 uh, particularly when it came to shopping and fashion. It was the sort of thing where you would buy your clothes once or twice a year and wear them into the ground, which meant that there wasn't really much of a high-end secondhand resale market. It was a lot of vintage um, and then a lot of like really high-end collector's items. But I think with fashion moving a little bit faster, people shopping differently, there's now a ton of amazing secondhand um, and I will get into all of it. I think when people talk to me about secondhand in Paris, which I always send people a guide and give them a 101 and ask what they're looking for as well. Like it's not all Chanel bags. Like you're not, you can spend a ton of money on this stuff or you can spend very little, which is a true, I think it never gets old, like cornerstone. You, I, the, my like book jacket photo for my book, uh, brag better out May 19th. You know, I went 
over and over and over in my head like I have to find the perfect expensive thing it was a five dollar blazer that I got um in Palm Desert like you can get amazing things for very little and Paris is a place that that's true too nothing you don't have to break the bank if you don't want to and you certainly can if you want to so one place I tell everyone to go is Kilo Shop um I may have mentioned it in passing but Kilo Shop It's a little bit difficult to actually physically shop, but it is a wonder. It's a vintage store. There are two of two main kilo shop locations. There's one in the sixth arrondissement and there's one in the Marais in the third. Uh, They are enormous, enormous vintage shops where you pay by weight. So it's like the idea of produce shopping and it's called kilo shop. You pay by the kilo. It is wild. So how does that work? If you pay by weight, but something might be of like exceptionally more value than another thing but someone's just weighing the the items on your way out so i would say kilo shop is not expensive um and it doesn't really have designer items in it they're not in the designer resale game it is by volume i don't know how long they've been like it is enormous it can engulf like like a big thrift shop well it's all organized by category but it is an enormous enormous vintage store there are two of them, and then there's Kilo Shop Kauai, which is stuff specifically from Asia in the Marais next door, which I like a little bit more than the regular Kilo Shop because it's much smaller um, and easier to shop. But Kilo Shop is very overwhelming. It's a really cool thing to see. And then if you're really into vintage stuff that isn't expensive, it's a great place to shop. So what does that mean if you're buying by weight and vintage by weight? So as none of this is designer, they don't break it out like by item. They break it out by category and like desired categories. And some of the stuff has like a flat fee, but they break it out. Sometimes I think like t-shirts are less by the pound than denim jackets um, or denim. And they have different weight classifications and you can like weigh it and test it. But like, you know, you walk into Kilo Shop Kauai, I bought like one... I bought one vintage t-shirt and it was like two euros based on, I was like, okay, like ring me up. Staying in the vintage category, there are a lot of different small vintage shops in Paris. Uh, And a lot of them you just have to find. There are a lot in the second arrondissement, and that's behind the Pompidou Center. There's like a strip of them and and none of them are super expensive. For people who are unfamiliar, it's like this is kind of like a a Soho part of Paris. You have like small shops with cool stuff and or I don't know, I guess what Soho used to be. Yeah, it's a little probably grungier than Soho. It's a little more touristy. Well, Soho's very touristy, but there are all these shops behind the Pompidou Modern Art Museum that if you walk along a strip, a bunch of them are vintage. But there is another one near Kilo Shop in uh, the Marais called Free P-Star. And I, I don't even shop it because it's like if you're really into digging like digging digging go in there and around that area there are a lot of other great like inexpensive vintage shops that you should just check out kilo shop free p star one thing i will say paris is not exactly known for its customer service um which is my way of saying a lot of the shopkeepers are rude as hell so you can't negotiate anything uh i'm not sure i've ever tried to negotiate anything i've ever bought secondhand in paris this is not a place where you can be like hey you got any room you know, to like lower the yeah, price. No. They're like, um, no. Lost in translation. Lost in translation. I would not try to do that. It's just not the right environment. Um, 
So don't use any of my negotiation tips and haggling tips unless you're at like a flea market. That's a different situation. But the stores I'm highlighting, you can't really do that. So free piece star is like is a hot mess, but you can get stuff for like three to five euros. And there are a lot of amazing, one thing I have not properly examined, which I will for purposes of this podcast and my own personal knowledge, is the flea market scene in Paris, like and outside Paris. There are amazing flea markets, tons of antique objects, vintage clothing, and those prices start to drop even more uh, once you get a little bit outside the city. I didn't have the time nor the like actual literal bandwidth of a suitcase that I was like, if I start to go into antiques, like this show is over. Speaking of like the antique market, Paris flea market scene is unparalleled. Absolutely. And it's something that I have not totally examined. So if you are in and around Paris, if you have any flea market recommendations, it never gets old listeners, like shoot us a note and we'll put those up too. Um, I'm just going based on the places that I always beeline. And then, you know, you wander around Paris, there are all sorts of secondhand or vintage or random shops that you can shop everywhere. Uh, I am I'm giving my highlight reel. When I started doing this about six or seven years ago, I think I used Yelp primarily. Yelp kind of works there. There's some recommendations, but there's having gone through so much of it um, and tried all those places. One thing, they have a little bit wonky hours, uh, like a lot of secondhand consignment shops do. Um, so you need to be careful of like which days they're open and which they're not. But so that's a lot of like the vintage stuff. There are a lot of other great random vintage stores where you can get amazing things. Moving into higher end designer consignment. So as I said, like it, it, there used to not be this middle ground where you get contemporary designer consignment secondhand. It's popping up all over Paris um, and like will continue to. But Gabrielle Gepart, who is this amazing, quirky, beautiful French lady, is in the Royal Gardens. Um, and I will link to all of this and sort of give addresses and whatnot. She has three stores in the Royal Gardens, which is one of my place, favorite places. The stores are on the Royal Gardens um, in Paris. So she is a collector. Um, I would say her, her primary store has unbelievable Chanel, Hermes, maybe YSL. Say the three primary brands in there. Like... I one time when I was in there, like I should have bought a Chanel hard hat from her, which was like something you can only get <laughs> at a at a, you know, at a show. It was not sold like she has stuff like that. And then amazing collectors. Yeah. Things some, some like off brand cool stuff. And there is a place to, that's a place to splurge, like in terms of her selection of Chanel bags, her selection of Hermes um, things like I wouldn't say that's the place to get a Birkin bag I would say she has really awesome Chanel and then like other beautiful high high-end stuff and just like cool like Chanel hair clips and jewelry and interesting things um, and she's like a quirky in- lady and so she has three stores so then you you have that store which is the highest end it's a place to splurge um, one thing when you're shopping in Paris is that you can get the VAT back, the tax back, but that doesn't re- usually apply to any of the consignment stores. They're independently owned. Um, they're small business owners. Uh, to participate in the tax-free program, like you have to be a major corporate entity and want to do that and be more touristy. A lot of these shops are not big tourist locations. They're places I've scoped out and send people. So I would say keep that in mind too when you're visiting them. Then Gabrielle has a store. So they're three in a row because they're teeny spaces. One is her own sort of branded 
stuff. She has made her own new new brand, which I have a hat from her, but my American head's too big, doesn't fit. Uh, and then she has a third store, which is a little bit more vintage, still a bunch of designer stuff, but not as expensive. So like Gucci six or seven years ago was in a different place than it is now, but she has like those original print crossbody bags. She took me into her basement because I like showed her all the stuff I bought and sold and all the articles I'd written and stuff. She's like, come into my basement. I was like, I would love to go into a strange consignment lady's basement in Paris. I can think of nothing better. Also danger, stranger danger. Um, but I was like, take me. So she has, you know, she has like, you know, Every designer, she had, like piles and piles and piles of those Gucci, you know, vintage crossbody bags, which like the old print has come back. Go get them there, you know, and they're like 200 euro, uh, you know, a little more than $200, like amazing vintage stuff. She lends a lot to designers and models and, you know, fashion campaigns and magazines. She's just like a cool person to know. And where does she get it from? I have no idea. She's been a collector. She's been there for a really long time. Um, and her store has been there for a long time. She's, yeah, she just knows the right people kind of thing. Knows the right people, collected, like, definitely just knows knows the right the right stuff. And next door to her is Didier Ludeau, um, which was recommended to me when I first went. He is an asshole, so I don't really buy from him. He's a total dick. However, he has some beautiful things, and I really wish that I had bought that 2005 Louis Vuitton skirt with the slit and chain from him. But um, there are some really amazing things in there. So Didier Ludeau is also in the Royal Gardens, and I would say it's a bit more collector-centric. If you're like, I want a Dior gown from the 40s, he's a dealer. He's more of a dealer than he is like a consignment store, and he's gotten way more into collecting and the varying decades. So like if you are looking for something deeply one of a kind, something deeply couture, you know, you are Midge Maisel, I would shop there. That's that's what I would tell you to go. Again, definitely non-negotiable. <laughs> One thing about French consignment stores too as a warning, dressing rooms are not really a thing. Uh, I will just warn you of that. So, like, get ready to just drop trow wherever you are. Have you ever had to do that, Sarah? Yeah, I have. Definitely, like, where I'm like, oh, am I supposed to change right here? Dressing rooms, not always a thing. Especially in the Marais or, you know, just, like, smaller areas where, you know, there's sort of like, do you want it or not? Try it on. We don't care. That's exactly the two. It's like, do you want it or not? Yes. As I said, the customer service is pretty low. But the places I've changed and tried on things in France is like someone like I went Didier Ludo's office. I was like, can you get out of here, sir? Like, while I try on this skirt, like, is there a mirror? He's like, no. I was like, okay. Someone's this woman's office one time. And I didn't write down the name of this store. And I'm kicking myself. I like it was this vintage Pucci gown and I broke the zipper. I'm standing in her office in Paris. She doesn't speak any. She speaks very little English. I speak very little French, which is a problem. You speak French, Sarah. But I popped the zipper and I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. She's going to kill me. Yeah. I was like, does if you how do you say if you break it, you buy it? Like it was like a it was like. <laughs> Just désolé, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> très yeah. désolé. Like, uh, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so she was very kind about it, which was very nice. But yeah, so just get ready to like take off your clothes wherever you are and just give it up. Also, this is a gross generalization, but French people as a rule don't care about nudity all that much. To the point where it's like, dude, you want to try on this thing? Get naked in the store. Not a problem. No one cares. Yeah, like, you know, 
like shout out to the Lowman's communal just dressing room that I spent a lot of time <laughs> in, like, you know, back in the day. But no, uh, like that. You just have to take off your clothes. We are like American, puritanical, whatever. Like, I don't know, wear a swimsuit or don't like just French people are are very they don't care. France is known for its, I would say, very open mindedness around nudity and bodies. So um, just take off your pants. <laughs> just that's something I thought I'd say on this podcast. Just pants. Just take off your pants. <laughs> I want to talk about reciprocate. It is in the 16th arrondissement, which is sort of like the Upper East Side. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't gone for a while. Uh, and then I went and I was like, holy fucking shit. So I would say that is definitely a place to go. They have like Celine coming out of their ears everything is gorgeous every designer under the sun everything is gorgeous so that is actually a big store so you know america's like not that old like france and paris is old that's why everything's like small there are no dressing rooms like there's not a lot of space reciprocate has like almost a whole like corner slash block and they if you when you go in they have like all the handbags beautiful handbags got like some great chanel earrings there everything's like really really well priced sometimes they're having sales like different sticker colors mean different things and they're much more touristy so they're very they're they're friendlier um and they have some dressing rooms like kind of there's like a curtain <laughs> like you can like stand behind a curtain at least um so the upstairs is definitely their more prized ponies i always go downstairs into the basement with the ladies there's like a couple of these french ladies that like help but they just stand and gossip and then tell you if they think the thing looks good or not and i comb through all these things like the gowns like if i ever got married i would I would literally spend the money it takes to buy a wedding dress to get on a plane and go to reciprocate. Like they have just incredible, beautiful things. It's not not negotiable, but it's pretty much not negotiable. <laughs> There's some usually some stuff on sale. Like you can ask if they'll do something. They'll laugh at you if you ask for tax free. But like they have insane, insane things. You know, they, they have lots of like Birkin bags, the classic Hermes bag. I was like, hmm, should I flip that? And I was like, you don't know anything about that. Don't you dare like spend 7,000 euro like on a gamble like that, you dumb dumb. But, you know, they just have like every decade of Versace hanging out in a bunch of bags in the back of like a closet. Like, do you want it? Like, take it off of our hands. Definitely a must see. One place that sadly I'd written down for this episode and went out of business, Les Jeanettes, was in is in the sixth was the lady closed it and started a mindfulness practice i was like man america's really coming to france but it, that actually had contemporary consignment like isabel morant or acne there are not a lot of places in paris where you can get a lot of that as i said it's kind of stratified between like vintage flea and high high end um, but there is one place that i love in the first near the louvre and again i will link to all of these but it's Accessoire uh, Accessories WK. I don't know what WK means. And it has incredible stuff. It's small. They have a dressing room because it's uh, off the main drag. So it's a little more touristy. Um, and I got like a Prada silk trench coat there for like 200 euro like they and that is a little bit more negotiable um i'll put like little little no sexist stuff but there you can they speak some english and and they might negotiate a little bit with you and i when i got these chanel earrings the owner he didn't speak any english and i speak very little french so we like did a negotiation back and forth like over google translate so like desperate times call for desperate measures but you know what you can get stuff done that way so and like shout out to google translate we were able to mm -hmm. do it i was in the midst of like showing him how to use google <laughs> translate because he's he was older and i was like 
how do I pay less money for these Chanel earrings? And he was like, here's how much you can pay. I was like, but I want to pay this. He's like, but I bought them at this amount. I was like, oh, okay, fair. Here you go. Here's the money. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> so that was like a great international interaction. But so those are like my highlights. You could go crazy doing this stuff as I do. A lot of it requires just a bunch of wandering. And anytime you see like Depot, D-E-P-O-T, V-E-N-T-E, means it's like an outlet or it's a resale shop. Anytime you see that on the window, they pop up all the time. Certainly like European teenagers are on that Depop beat. Like there's, there's secondhand everywhere in Paris. So if I were to land in Paris for the first time, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what, where the arrondissements, what, what does it all mean? Where do I start? I would say Les Jeunettes is not, you're nobody's, you're not going to stay there necessarily, but I would say they're friendly and it's big. You know, Accessories WK is small and organized and they're used to tourists. I was in there and they had this teeny crocodile Birkin and this woman like came rushing in because you you can't really you're not allowed to like get a Birkin if you want to go back and listen to our Mez episode uh you can learn a little bit more about that um and she was showing me all the indicators but they're much friendlier and it's small and it's very cherry picked I would say do that and you should just see Kilo Shop to just see it like sometimes I just walk through there and I'm like I cannot do this today but like I want to look at the incredible swath of vintage leopard print, like faux fur jackets, like a whole rack of them. If you go to Paris or not, take some of these tips. Have you been to Paris? Have you bought secondhand stuff? Do you live in Paris? Do you know of a good secondhand store? Like it never gets old listeners. Like I turn it over to you. Ask away. We will answer and let you know that you just have to take off all your clothes, which is not usually the prescriptive advice that I'm giving to people, but it applies here. You can always find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you'll learn more about me, your host, Meredith Feynman, my bestie in the Westie producer, Sarah Lane. Email us, hello at ingopodcast.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That really matters. Uh, and I'm unafraid to beg for it. Slide into the DMs on the social meds at INGO Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Meredith Feynman. And we will see you very soon. I should, I can't ever do a French accent again. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.